All right, legends, welcome. We are on the Gym Boss Podcast. I'm Jimmy. I'm your host, as always. And today, I've got a special guest. Uh, but before I introduce him, as always, if you're a gym owner and you want to get more leads, more clients, grow your gym and your brand all at the same time, head on over to iwantgymleads.com. That's iwantgymleads.com. There's a little form over there. You can fill it out and we can jump on the phone. We can talk about how we can do exactly that for you. But let's push that aside. We have got the amazing Mr. Jack Murray. He and I go way back. We've actually met at a at a sales workshop actually that's right i'm thinking like 2013 2014 yes. it was a while yeah. ago it was and Please. so we've sort of kept in touch a little bit here and there but um he's a speaker mentor coach and he's actually got a book out right now which we'll talk about a bit later but the reason why i've got him on today is oh there he is he's got the book in his hand boom i want to see i want to sign copy by the way yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh the reason why we're getting him on today is how to build a profitable and highly rewarding relationship with your clients, right? So what we want to do with this is we're increasing average lifetime value of your client or in a nutshell, retention. So for your gym owners listening out there, fitness business owners, this is going to be critical. Get your pen out, get ready, take some notes uh, because this is going to be filled with some uh, good actionable tips right here. So Jack, welcome man. It's good to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Jimmy. It's, I'm so pleased to be on and to create a bit of context for your audience now. Um, Jimmy and I thought it was time to jump back on a call and reconnect and figure out what we've been up to for all these years. Like Jimmy said, 20, 2013, 2014, we might have caught up in the middle there somewhere and here we are today. However, we thought that's going to be much more valuable for you to actually almost be a fly on the wall and listen in onto that conversation so we can almost feel the gap in that time, what's happened, what are the big successes, what are some of the losses, and what are really, more than any of that, what are some of the strategies and organizing principles that have really worked for me? And I'm sure Jimmy's going to share some of his as well. Yeah. Well, man, uh, kick it off a bit. Like, obviously, uh, the profitable and highly rewarding relationships, where, where do we start with this? Yeah. I think to also create some context around that, I think one of the biggest challenges I see in today's marketplace, Jimmy, is most people want to focus on marketing rather than focusing on what actually happens when you get the marketing right. Meaning, what actually happens when a client comes and works with you? One of the biggest challenges I've found is most people are really front-end heavy, meaning their business is front end heavy. They have a lot of clients on that front end offer, but however, on that back end offer, it's really lean. Like not many clients stay with them for years and years and years and possibly even indefinitely. It hasn't happened yet, but that's my goal with each of my clients, right? Lifetime, and, baby. Yeah, it's a lifetime. That's right. Yeah. It's totally lifetime. Now, the, the challenge is most, most people are so lean on that front end because they're not, they don't have systems and processes in place when a client comes and works with them rather than just the, the technology. Now, let me give you some examples of that. Yeah, hit us with some examples because uh, there's probably two types of people listening to this in terms of uh, gym owners. Yes. There's the one where they're like, all my clients never leave. Yes, like, sure. They're probably listening to this and you go, all my clients never leave. And you go, okay, great. 
Yes. What would happen though, if you turn on that marketing machine? Because those people, when they say they never leave, it's been organic. You're probably sitting around yep. that 50 to maybe even a hundred members. You're probably sure. somewhere in that range. And it's because you've got that uh, smaller community. So you can have those touch points. But when you start doing the front end stuff, like what Jack's talking about, yes. this is where it will come into play. So this is how you can get that next level of growth. So you're oh, not just pumping people in the front, they're dropping out the back end. And, and that's the thing. I, I find what I do is I have an onboarding call for this exact process, Jimmy. Meaning that the first touch point you have with a client after they jump on as a client is the most important. I call that my terms of engagement. Like what you need as soon as somebody comes and works with you is you need a clear, really clear examples, clear standards, clear boundaries on how you're going to deliver the product and service. What you don't do is get straight into the actual doing itself because what happens is clients naturally go through periods of success, failure, fluctuations. They go through periods of stagnation and what happens is that's when they usually drop off. However, if you can anticipate that with them the whole way through and give them some clear expectations, they're going to be much more likely to stay with you for that longer period of time. However, what I do for each client that comes with me, I let them know that I want them to stay with me for long periods of time. What most people do is they build up such anticipation for like this 30, 60, 90 day period that someone gets to the end of that and they're disappointed. If a, if a client comes to me and says, Jack, I'm so excited, I pull them back into reality and I say, great, well, let's see what they, where that excitement gets you. Let's see you start to put that excitement into action rather than building that overexcitement up into a place where it's, it, it never comes into actual reality because their expectations aren't really in alignment for what they're committed to. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's, you said the word in there, uh, somewhere in there, but it's the expectation, right? It, it really is. And the, the challenge is most people are, are selling, the, they're overselling on that call. They're selling into what I call complexity. Every time you sell into complexity, you should only be selling one result, by the way, on that first initial point. What's their biggest problem? What result do they want? And then say, okay, you could probably achieve that within 90 days, whatever your front end is, let's call it 30, rather than selling into this complex ideology of saying, okay, what do you need help with? Okay, great, we can, let's say for the gymos, we can lose body fat, we can get you the six pack, we can um, get you living in the best shape of your life. Could you do that in 30 days? Yes, if they're committed, sure, depending on where they're starting, of course, however, I would rather help someone solve one significant problem to them really quickly and then get them to work with me ongoing so we can keep up their result rather than selling them this ideology of we're going to fix every problem right now. It's like you, the promise is way too big for the time. So by the time they get to the end of the time, they, they have lost the trust and faith they invested in you originally. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So a lot of the big thing is 28 days in the gym world, like do a 28 day or even do a seven day or something yeah. like that short term. Now we know as gym owners and you know, fit pros that you know that losing body fat is a fucking long time. Like it yeah. takes a long time. And yeah. most people come to you, they want that 
a lot of people are conditioned the quick fix let's do it now you know all that stuff and i love this because there's a strategy that i use for my clients oh. we call it selling to goal so yeah. we'll go okay where do you want this is where you are where yes. do you want to get to and yep. just for example's sake we have um a chart of different people at different body fat percentages uh -huh. and you just go which one do you want to be at and i'll point at that one you go cool yes. that's 12 percent uh -huh. so you're at 30 percent right now yes and if we lose on average given good weeks bad weeks or whatever half a percent per week mm -hmm. i can't do the math off the top of my head but you're like that's like 40 weeks or something right yeah. and then we go okay so look you've come in for a 30-day thing but i'd be blowing smoke up your ass if you could get to that 12 percent uh -huh. so we can solve that problem for you now by getting you onto your 40 week membership here. Sure. Don't even mess about with this 30 day thing. Yep. Now we're setting the correct expectation. That's right. And that, th this is the thing you're in that moment when they've, they're sitting down with you or they're on a call with you, they're trusting that you're giving them the right advice. However, what usually happens is they get to the end of that 28 days um, in, in any industry that you're selling some form of result and then not getting the result and you have, you have done some form of malpractice, you've misdiagnosed them on that original call because you didn't anticipate the lag time. Mm. What you should have been doing is leading from the beginning and clearly mapping out all of these expectations and then when you actually get so it, because here's the thing, if the 28 day thing isn't going to solve them, sell them the next thing, sell them the biggest thing. Like totally. that, that should be the goal. Now, something now that's answered this question. This is what people's minds right now listening. They're like, but they signed up for a 28 day thing on like they applied for my 28 day thing. What's oh. your response to that? Stop being so irresponsible. Stop misdiagnosing your prospects. You love that. Them, actually lead them. Like, like, is, aren't they investing in you so you can lead them? That's really what we're doing here. But what you're actually doing is you're trying to get a sale across the line selfishly rather than saying, no, that doesn't, that's not going to get you to what you want. You need this. Mm. And the same way if they signed up and registered for your 12-month thing and the 28-day thing was going to be best for them, sell them that thing. Like, just sell them what is best for them regardless of what is best for you, because that will be what is best for you in the long term anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because this is something that I've really tried to, uh, to portray, not portray, but to actually live by in my own business after seeing the whole, you know, how the, the agency and the coaching industry yes. can be is like, be, have morals, have ethics and stick to them and do what's right yes. for the customer every time. And sometimes that's having an uncomfortable conversation with them. Like, Hey, you've signed up for a 28 day thing, yes. but you know, you need a six, this is a six month journey. We're going to take yes. you on. And by the end of the six months, guess what? You're not going to need us anymore because you're going to learn absolutely everything to get to where you want to get to. Yes. And the reason why you'll stay up that six months is just because you love hanging out with us. Here. Yes. Great way to put it. And I think that's a much lighter energy and a great way to put it. Like I'd rather say, to, if someone says to me, Jack, what am I going to get to with when working with you? Is going to hang out and do some really cool things, rather than than stacking the value so much just to get some over the line. If you can't see the value, I'm never going to give you the value in working with me. Like if you can't see the value already, I ain't going to quantify it with working with me. It just doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, yeah. 
but it's just the truth. And so this is like to put a put this into analogy, like if you go to the doctor and you're like, hey, doctor, I, I, I just need a Band-Aid. And he's like, dude, you need like 75 stitches. Yes. You're not going to yes. sit there and go, oh, no, just the Band-Aid will do. Right? <laughs> you know, it's absolutely right. You will listen to them. But however, if the doc, if you don't listen to the doctor, they ain't going to sell you on trying to listen to them. They're going to be like, okay, I'm going to allow you experience the consequences of your decision. So, because they might be in that 20, they might have signed up for that 28 day program and you have your six month program over here and they say, oh no, I want the 28 day program. But even if they do want the 28 day program and it's the equivalent to doctors saying, okay, I'll put a bandaid on. You don't give them the bandaid. You don't give them the 28 day program. You actually let them go and experience the consequence of that and then they will come back to you and go, ah, okay, somebody else sold me the Band-Aid, the 28-day program. I am now ready for the six-month program just because they weren't ready in that moment. Doesn't mean they won't be in the future. Yeah, exactly right. I think that's actually a pretty cool point that you brought up there is um, some people think like when you don't sign someone up today, sure. they're forever gone. Yes. And that's not true. Um, you just have to have things in place as a business how do you how do you keep people like knowing that you're still around yes. and like without like calling them up every day and going hey hey you buy buy from me buy from me and that could be like with content being on an email list and a few yes. other things but what's some of your stuff that you do for that if somebody says no and you know that you've got something that can help them and you know they're going to come back somehow yes. how do you keep them engaged we never get to a no ever i don't give an offer out unless we're at the pinnacle and height of desire like you've just burned through a really good prospect. Like this is where the marketplace gets it all too wrong. What you should not be doing, and I know it's controversial, what you should not be doing is sending your prospect out an online calendar form. That's exactly what you should not be doing. I'll tell you why. Why you shouldn't be doing that is because you have just given them an invitation to book in on your calendar at a time that may not be so great for you, so you may not be able to turn up as powerful and best, and you're also giving them a time to cool off at the height of desire. What I'd rather do is if someone's following me on social and they're at the height of desire, and you know at their height of desi- they're at their height of desire when they're, they're liking your stuff, they're commenting on everything, they're sharing your stuff, and they're engaging. That's when you know, ah, okay, this person is at the height of desire. Now, the challenge with desire is it drops fucking fast. Mm. Like you can have someone at the pinnacle of desire and send through the online calendar and they book in three days from now. By the time they have booked in for that, like if so, let me give an example. If someone books in three days away in my online calendar that I have had, don't use anymore. If someone books in three days away, I don't want them as a prospect. Like they're not at the height of desire. What they're at is like, oh yeah, I sort of want to talk to you to see what you've got kind of thing. What I'd rather do is if they're, I, I, don't, I want to have a clear calendar so I can get to someone to the height of desire, by the way. And what I'd rather do is actually speak to someone. So if someone's engaging and they PM me because I've put an offer out, I'd rather get to that person really quickly on the day or the day after, never 48 hours away, because then I need to build desire again through content instead of actually instead of having an online calendar and go uh, let's call Susie over here's at the height of desire 
but James booked in for a time. Now they're conflicting. James is sort of interested because he booked three days away, but Susie's interested right now. I need to be talking to Susie, not James. Correct, yeah. This is the challenge people are having because they're like, oh, I need systems and processes. Dude, you just need to charge high fucking prices. The systems and processes work themselves out. Yeah, like, and you know what? I think uh, I think that's great. Like if we put this into another, uh, another way, just so you're doing some paid advertising for your gym well, and yep. you've got it, just say you're running a, I don't know, a 28-day program for the yeah. example we've been using for today. There was a statistic, I think it was from like Jim's Mowing or Jim Services. I think you know about this one where they did all the statistics and when someone applied on their website, you know, went to their website and entered in a name, email, phone number saying, hey, I'm interested in yep. XYZ service. Yep. That the, the, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head, but if they called them within five minutes, yes. the likelihood went up something like 900% to turn right. into an actual sale. Yes. And so that's what you're talking about is like right. get them when they're hot. Yes. Get them when they're ready to go, to put yes. it in, in another term. That's because right. If you get a lead, just say you get a lead, you're running an ad, you get a lead on Friday, and you're like, oh, no, I got after work drinks, I'm going to go hang out with a few of the guys. Then I've got my mum and dad visiting over the weekend. I'll call yes. them on Monday. Bump, you've burnt that lead. You have. Done. You absolutely have. You've got to call them that same day. Like I tell everybody, at the most, tw like, 12 to 24 hours max. But if you can bring that in even shorter, the shorter, the better within an hour, within half an hour. Yes. And you can set up things like this. So when they, when they opt in, boom, you get a notification on your phone and you can wow. just literally go, Hey, how you doing? They'll be like, well, that was quick. And then you can make a joke like, yeah, my wife says that too. <laughs> yes. um, Perfect. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So that way you're in. Yep. And, and it's such a great way to put it. Like get, but the challenge is, You've got all these other, most people have got all these other prospects booked in that have dropped and lowered desire. Like time lowers desire. It takes a bit of time for them to hit the peak and then it takes, it, it's, it's super quick to go down. Mm. Like it could have been one piece of content that tweaked their desire that just pushed them over the line, but you've put them into an online calendar system because it's automated and then like they, they drop off. Like, this is, this is literally the, the, one of the biggest challenges people are experiencing because they've, they've listened to, to somebody say it. Now, the thing is, I get it if you're charging low-end prices, but if you're charging high-end prices, like, and you should be, by the way, like your goal, I think, should be, should be to be the best and the most expensive. And 100% agree with that. Yeah, like that should just be the goal. That's, I know that's all I try to do in my space. And now, if that is your model you really should be going and getting, getting them on the phone as soon as possible. Now, here's the thing. What you asked me before is about the no. Yeah. So, so super important. You should never make an offer to a prospect unless they are so receptive that you just know they're going to say yes. You should have a series of pre-closes so if they say no, because you should be taking the offer away. Because when a prospect says no to you, in their mind, they think they're in fucking charge. Yeah. Like, that's and like you, you, you all know this. Like, let's go back to some sales calls. Yeah. Especially if you guys are, are, are quite savvy and quite good on the phone and you're quite yeah. good at sales. If you're not, that's okay. But yeah. I'm sure you've all experienced this where you've signed somebody up that you know that you shouldn't have. 
Yes. And yes. you knew it at the very moment that you took their payment information. You're like, that was a bad idea. Yes. But doing it for the money. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the truth of it is, you know, most of your problems come from problematic clients. So true. Like, right. okay, let's put it like this. Just say you have 100 clients at your gym. There's probably like three to five that take up about 90% of your headspace. Sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, and those are the clients that, like you said, you shouldn't have signed, but now you've signed, you better go and serve those clients. Like, because you signed them. Once you take somebody's investment, some people say fire your clients. I'm like, dude, why didn't you just, why did you bring them on? Because you were fucking stupid. You were selfish. You were <laughs> like, that's why you brought them on. You needed the money. You had bills to pay, but which I can respect that as well. Cause I've been there where you're like, fuck, I am like broke. I need to make some money and you know, I need to keep the lights on. I need to do this. Sure. And you start making short-term decisions. Sure. You start making short-term decisions that affect your, your long-term, right? Because you, like, you know in that moment, this client is going to zap your energy, all of your time and resources. You know deep down they're an energetic block for you. And you know even anybody else in the same room isn't going to fucking like hanging out with them anyway, but you still bring them on. So it's really to your consequence and you aren't really emotionally invested in that client anyway. So what you should have done just from the beginning was had the, the balls or the guts, you know, to keep it PC, um, to say no to that and actually have the courage to attract the real clients. Mm. But the challenge is when we get around to this, is you're not being your genuine and authentic self on social. So you're attracting a different kind of market because if you were your genuine self on social, that person's not going to show up for you. Like they're just not going to be there. Like those kinds of clients disqualify themselves from your social. Like I get unfriends every day because people are like, like because I'm attracting and repelling rather than just trying to attract. Yeah, so true. The repelling part is massive. Now, there's, you've said a whole bunch of stuff in there. I think that is like fucking awesome. There's two major things that sort of stood out if we can do them one at a time. Number one is you're talking about the energy, um, which I think is massive. And that's something that I've personally done this year, which has helped me grow the agency because I've literally, everybody who's listens to this regularly knows that I started this agency at the start of the year. I went full-time, shut down all the PT uh, businesses that I had and went 100% into this because demand started going up. But then what that happened brought other challenges. So I've been focusing a lot on discipline, routines, uh, and energy, and uh, time management, for lack of a better word. And that that rolls into it as like energy management because if you have these people, and I'd love to get your take on this, but I know for me, there's a certain amount of tasks I can have on my call it to-do list sure. where I'm comfortable. If I add that one extra, yes. it's like mental overload. And so that's energy management there from a work yes. capacity. But for number two, it's clients. And there's, there's a filtering process that I know now, like over the years of doing it, that you could see the markers of like, okay, this person's going to take up a lot of my time and my energy and it's going to stop. It's going to yes. destroy my soul. So yeah. I need to be able to protect that. So you can be your best for everybody. Yes. Absolutely. Your clients invest in you to show up your, at your absolute best. 
Like that's why they're investing in you. The reason my clients come and invest 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100, 200, 500K throughout our lifetime is because they want me to turn up at, their, at my best. For me to turn up at my best, I need to do things. I need to go do some martial arts. I need to do some boxing. I need to fly first class. I need to dine at the fanciest restaurants. Why is that the case? Is it, the reason is, is because if I dine at anything other than fancy, I ain't fucking happy. That's just the truth. Like <laughs> I don't enjoy it because I want to have the best of life and I want my clients to have the best at love life as well. However, what happens is the reason you're not attracting those great clients um, and for those listening and the reason you're not doing that is because you have these incongruencies in your lead up phase. Like you want to dine at, you want to dine at five star restaurants, but you're dining at your local cafe. Like, come on. Like you want to um, have first class clients, but you ain't flying first class. It just doesn't work that way. At some stage, you're going to have to decide to show up and be your absolute best self. The, the, the version you envision yourself to be, you're going to have to experience now to attract those kinds of clients. Now, here's the thing. When you show up at that best self, those problematic clients don't even enter your world because they know they can't play there. Like They just know. They're like, oh, this person's playing too much of a high game for where I'm at. I might put them on the vision board, cool, but I'm not going to be able to play there. So I would rather set standards up of the way I want my life to be and you can aspire to get there rather than meeting a client there, trying to big them up and take them there. It just hasn't worked that way. And, and coming from a life coaching background, I've done this, right? I really tried that model, but... I decided to just give everybody an invitation for the best version of themselves rather than trying to coach you to your best version of yourself. I just haven't seen success in that. Yeah. And I think uh, there's, a, there's some gold in there. Like you, you guys listening, you can, whatever it is that you want, do that. Yeah. Like go yeah. after it. You don't have to do exactly what Jack's things because they're That's the things right. that he wants. That's right. It's the thing that he wants. So if you want to, I don't know, if you want to help people, this, like I spoke about this a couple of times, but if you want to help people, you know, live healthier lives and you do all this sort of stuff, but then you're on the weekend drinking or doing yeah. drugs or whatever, like that doesn't match. So you've got to be able to be that, uh, there's the analogy of like the lighthouse in the tugboat. Yeah. So Jack's doing the lighthouse. So he's just standing there, tall, proud, yeah. and it's shining out. And if you, you know, want to come, you come, you're attracted to me. I'm staying here though, but I'll guide you to safety that way. Or right. you could be like the other version where it's the tugboat where you got to grind and hustle and going out one person at a time, trying to drag them back in. Do you know sure. what I mean? And that's just drains you. So um, I really like that. I just don't think just to clarify, you don't have to go eat first class, you know, fly for cars or whatever it is, but whatever it is that you want to set your standards and stick to them. I, I, my response to that also is why the fuck not? Like if you live in an abundant world and everything's available to you, like, yes, you don't have to. And what I'm not saying is I don't go out into the bush and eat snags over a campfire. <laughs> like I do that as well. We're doing that this weekend coming up. Like I drive a Toyota Hilux, but if everything is available to you, take it all. What you shouldn't be doing is disqualifying yourself 
from things that you can experience as well. And like you said a moment ago, you know, really what we're trying to take away here are those incongruencies. And if like you are not going to attract high-end clients if you don't also experience high-end in your own life. It's like you're, you're, you're committed to high-end clients, meaning someone's told you to raise your prices. However, when it comes to actually experiencing high-end in your life, you, you ain't doing it. This is, that is an incongruence. Like if you have a choice between the two, I'd rather choose high-end because it invites everybody else to aspire towards high-end as well. Not to say high-end means luxury. It just means, hey, you're going to hold the highest standard of yourself possible so you can be that lighthouse. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I just didn't want people to start yep. going, well, fuck, man, I'm going to start going first class in this. Like, but I, I, For me, I, I get it. It's your audience. I'm totally cool with that. Because I'm like, maybe they'll have a different experience, like like I did and like my clients did. Maybe they'll go and they'll be like, hmm, this. It's funny because if I go into into if I go into a cafe I don't enjoy, I actually block the abundance of the energy of greater things because you're like you're you're incongruent right from the beginning. Yeah. So like it's um. It's going to that energy sort of thing, right? The energy again. And so... Yeah, totally. If you feel good, if you feel like you're at your best self sitting in the garden patch, you know, eating mulberries off a mulberry tree, do that. That's your high-end energy. That is exactly right. That's what makes you feel great about yourself. That's exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Like, that's that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, again, like for the gym owners as well, um, having complete meal prep done for you is, is considered like the dream. So fucking yes. do it because it's a good thing for your clients. Yeah. So if they see you doing it, they'll want to lead by Cause you're leading by example. They'll want to follow in your footsteps, especially, um, you know, if you've proven that you can get people lots of results and they see what you're, you're personally doing like, Oh, cause you don't want to be like that. Do as I say, not as I do type people. That's right. And, and, and this is, really in correlation to the topic of how to build highly rewarding and profitable relationships. Mm. Like if you have these incongruencies, meaning you're teaching one thing and doing another, your clients just aren't going to to work with you for any longer than they have to. Mm. Like they will take the value they've paid for more than likely they've invested in and they will leave because the reason clients don't reinvest is because they've there's incongruencies in what you do. And this is what you really want to eliminate in your life for those little incongruencies that are hanging you up because every time you like go to share it on social, it's like you have this inner block. But as soon as you can be totally congruent, anything you share just works because you don't have these inner demons, these inner congruencies that are blocking your energy and flow. Yeah, man, I like that. And uh, so... I think we've covered that point pretty well. Like obviously your energy is a huge thing and you guys know this early mornings, late nights, like it's hard enough being a gym owner as it is. And yes. when you're dealing with people with clients that don't fit with what you're doing, cause you're making short term decisions yes. versus long term. And also if you're doing one thing, but saying another, like all of this stuff, it all adds together and all stacks on top yes. of each other. Um, 
the other thing that you've mentioned a couple of times though, which I think some people would be really cool. Maybe some is getting a bit more tactical now, yeah. a little bit off the topic, but if you got, if you want to share like maybe like your two or three tips for like organic social stuff, cause you've talked oh. about posting on social a bit. So what's sort of your methods and strategy that you, uh, and you know, platforms, et cetera, that you're doing at the moment. Yeah. So at a tactical level, I've found most of the market engage like Mark Zuckerberg has them on direct debit and every time they engage in someone's post, their credit card gets fucking tapped. That's how most people engage. It is terrible. Like they actually expect to build an audience and have people engage on their social media when they don't engage in other people's. Right. It is incredible that most people sit on social media and scroll. Like they might as well call it scroll media because that's all most people are doing. They just scroll and scroll and scroll rather than actually be social. Yeah. And I find it like, correct me if your experience is different, but from my experience, I find Instagram is the worst for that. Because cool. Instagram, like uh, someone described, I think it was even Kerwin Ray said this once. Uh-huh. It was like, uh, Instagram is like the, like the nightclub. It's so noisy. Uh, people don't even talk. They just use hand gestures. Sure. Like they just like wave from across the room or they won't do anything. Yep. Like I find Facebook's a lot more, a lot more engagement in more, more in depth sort of stuff. Um, I don't know. I just find from my experience, that's what it is. Like it's really hard to get engagement on Instagram. That is if you're not engaging yourself. I think that's the distinction. Like, I do not expect engagement if I'm not engaging. Like, I just don't expect it. I, I want to I have people reciprocate on my posts by actually sharing theirs. And the way that works for anybody is go and actually give to the, the platform because they're the same people. I, my personal experience is I love Instagram. Like, absolutely love the creative aspect of Instagram. And now for me, I found that when I engage on other people's social without this, and it's not even tactical or strategic, it's just like, oh, I actually like what that person's sharing, I'm going to share it. I actually like that what that person's sharing, I'm going to comment it on it, has got me so much more followers rather, and, and actual engagement on posts, rather than running ads, Rather, because I, from 2012 all the way through to 2016, I ran ads on Facebook and, you know, some Instagram, not so much. And that really paid significant dividends, like really so much so, like the return was so great. However, that return started to dive because the return starts to to dive when more people are going on the platform. That's the way the chart works. Yeah. However, when it came to engagement, because m- most people aren't actually investing in it, that's where I see my most organic reach and I see the, m- the most significant return on investment from actual engagement on people's stuff because, th- because it's a, like a goodwill strategy rather than me just going to the, pa- the platform to consume more information. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of gym owners that are really good on Instagram because it is good for the fitness market. And um, uh, so, just to break that down, tip number one, you would say, is 
go and comment on other people's stuff. Go yeah. and engage in it, like it, share it if you can, um, you know, or um, help promote other people's posts. Because yes. hel- by helping them by engagement and whatever else it may be, yes. that's that- going to help you. That's that, that that's so so that's so true. It's going to help you indirectly. What I'd also say is, the, the whole ga- why I love Instagram so much is because it's a seduction platform. Okay, that's you've got me I'm, intrigued. Go on. <laughs> like, I'm not interested in marketing. Like I, I the re- like marketing is like as simple for me as like waking up in the morning. You just market. Like that's easy. But what what the the intricacies of mar- marketing in 2019 is no longer as powerful as brand if you don't have branding. You must be branding. You can no longer just throw an ad up, get a bit with a funnel, get leads, and just expect for that to be enough. I know people are still doing it. I know they like it, good, awesome. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying that's part of your strategy. It's not your solo strategy like it was to the years prior. What you also need now is a brand. Yeah. Because what happens is when people are looking at the brand that like because they've opted into your funnel, they're looking at the brand, this is what closes the gap of trust and desire. Like and and Instagram is not just a traffic platform, it's a seduction platform, meaning that everything you'll post on there uh, from a sedu- a prospect seduction perspective is all I ever do, by the way is it's moving the needle and increasing the desire, the emotion in someone within to move closer towards you. But the challenge is people aren't actually posting anything seductive. Like the, the, the influencers get it. The gym guys get it. Um, some of the foodie guys get it. However, a lot of the coaches and consultants, they sort of get it with the lifestyle. However, you've got to consistently put, do two things. You need to be consistently looking to increase desire through seductive posts and making offers so you know who puts their hand up. You can't just post on social. Exactly. So that's some stuff that I'm super passionate about. Like, as you noticed, probably right at the start of my podcast, I made an offer. But this is is content. Yes. Right? And so how... So step one on social media, engage with other people's shit. Yes. Like don't be selfish, like engage yep. with their other stuff. Yes. And obviously try, if you're a local area business like gyms, try and make it in around your local area. So find like, other local businesses, comment on their stuff, other people that, you know, and you, you can figure that stuff out pretty easy. Like um, my wife's done the same thing with like all mums on the Gold Coast here. Yeah. And so she's building up her profile just by simply by organic, by doing that finding yeah. where they are and commenting and promoting their stuff. Um, so that's step one. Step two is like now create content sure. for this, uh, as you said, the seduction process. Yeah. What is that to help people understand it a bit better? What is that? And the offers thing is easy. I can add my two cents on the offer, but I'd like to hear that. So that's the third thing. So what's the seduction stuff? Seduction is the subtle art of increasing desire within a prospect. This it's the subtle art of what, so what most, what people used to do, I just want to give you the distinction here. What people used to do is they used to send out emails. Like that was the, the art. They, they do long copy, send out an email, short copy. And, and, but you don't, you no longer need to send out emails. I don't send out emails anymore because I don't like the clunkiness of it. It's boring. However, what I do like to do 
is I like to post on social. Now, a, a sto- stories of you actually doing what you enjoy to do is one medium of that. That's some seduction. Let's a post. That a post should be, you know, a, a couple photos, three, two, three photos of your day of you actually experiencing life and enjoying it. And put some copy underneath it as well. Talk about their biggest challenges, their problems, what they're experiencing, you know, the usual stuff that goes into copy, but the photo usually says it all. Now here's the thing. I love IGTV, or let's call it Facebook, is because you get to put a personality behind the story, behind the the post that you posted on your, let's call it your, your feed, with IGTV. These, all these things come together to create some form of seduction. Like you are no longer just a person that's marketing something to them. You are a brand, you are a personality, you are somebody they have emotionally invested in. It is, and then what happens, by the way, they disqualify themselves or they qualify themselves through the offer. And then when they put up their hand for the offer, they um, jump on a call with you and then it's much easier to convert them. You don't need to spend an hour on a call when you have done your prospect seduction right. 100%. Because they've already invested in you. 100%. Because they know you, they like you, they trust you. They know, like, trust thing, right? So, totally. step one, comment on other people's stuff. Step two, create cool shit that people want to see. That also taps into, like, emotional things. Like, one thing that I can see that can happen for the fitness industry is that you're just posting, like, here's how you do a squat. Sure. Sure. That is cool but that's not really hitting into the desires and stuff. Yeah. So what would you say for a gym owner? What would be some of the stuff that they would post for the seduction stuff? What's the outcome? Post the outcome more than the process. Your clients don't care about the process. They don't come to you for the process. What is sell the, the outcome. It's like, if you can get the outcome for them in one day, you don't need to, it doesn't need to be 28 days. Like if, if you can't sell them the six month program, however, I would have it so you have a combination of, you know, it's, 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 I, I didn't make this term up, but it's the edutainment, right? Yeah. The education and the, edu- and the entertainment. And the way you do the edutainment is on IGTV, keep it educational, right? Great. But make sure on your actual feed, you have some seduction of, you know, for the dude, it's the six pack, right? You know, you get over 30, you put on, you stack on that extra weight. I'm there now. I get it. I didn't know it before. And then you're like, oh, I need the six pack. I want to lean up. These are, and so you should be posting that. Absolutely. But what you shouldn't be doing is just posting that without the education. And you shouldn't be just posting the education without the seduction. You need both in that. And here's another thing. You need to do things in real time. You need to be don't save content, like seriously. Like saving content costs you time, energy, and effort. If you're like sitting on content, oh, I'll post that photo later. Oh, that'll be, that'll be really good for tomorrow. It just, it like, it stops momentum. Like, what, like don't schedule it in like a planner. Go and live your life and just become great at punching social up so fucking fast that it's like done. And then you have your tribe of people around you that just hit that 
So engagement increases so quickly because what the reason most people don't post is because they don't have social anxiety anymore. They have social media anxiety. They're like worried that someone's not going to like their post. So what you need to do is you need to architect and make sure you, you have your team there. So every time you post, you've trained your clients and your prospects to like get onto your post so quickly that it goes into the stratosphere of social media and the feeds a lot quicker rather than sitting there and you, you're at the cafe wondering, is anyone liking my posts? Oh, then if that is happening to you, sort it out through reciprocity rather than letting the fear well up. Which takes back to step one, as you said, by yeah. comment, commenting on it. other people's stuff. Love it, man. Oh. Okay, this is getting juicy. This is like nice and spicy in here. <laughs> yes. So um, my take on Instagram sure. uh, is the posts can be a little more curated, a little yeah. bit more filtered, whatever, oh. but your stories is real time behind the scenes. Totally. Like, this is me right now. Actually, I might do one while we're talking here right Great. now. I might even do one too. Oh, Inception, <laughs> people. Okay, you ready? This is what we're going to do. Boom. We are live on the podcast yeah. with Mr. Jack Murray. And if you haven't heard it a million times before, go to IWantGymLeads.com. Go speak with, with this legend right here. <laughs> here with Jimmy and it's IWantGymLeads.com. Go there now. <laughs> I love it. So, so right now, then I'll tag you in that super quickly, and then I'll hit send to all rainbow colors and all. Look at that, <laughs> and then that's posted. What I don't do is I don't sit on the content. Exactly, exactly. So you want to make sure that you don't um sit there and overthink it. Because I feel like that, like you've got to have a bit of a strategy, obviously. Um, but if you sit there and go, I didn't like how my hair was there, or I didn't yes. like that, kind of make, that makes you more real. That makes you more likable because oh. people can see, okay, yeah, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe he's, he's uh, if you're in the fitness game, it's like, oh, look, he is eating a French fry. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's but look what? at the result. And then you can give him some education of like, you know what? I haven't eaten a French fry for 14 days yep. and this is how I did it to yes. be able to stay here with the abs. Like now you're starting to build the lifestyle of like, oh cool, yes. maybe I can eat that and can look like this ripped up dude or this really fit chick or whatever, right? And it's a lot of people feel like, okay, maybe I'm not super ripped up and super, but you've got your version of, what it, of how you're living life. Maybe yeah. it's like how you live a healthy lifestyle with your family for a bit more family oriented. Cool. And how do you include that without the guilt yes. and the shame or whatever of, of feeling like that you've given them a, a takeaway from time to time. Right. But it's like, how do you do that? How do, you know what I mean? And, and I'd rather have no strategy, strategy and just do than, be, than over strategize and never do. That's so true. That's I think this is, this is the challenge. Like somebody's done a course and it's put them into a place of procrastination rather than action. Like they're like, oh, um, it, it's not perfect or um, it's not, it, I haven't followed the steps that Ty Lopez gave me. Like you do realize that the, the steps don't count when you just do. Like why don't you just, why don't you just, be clear on your values and organizing principles and create your own strategies that work for you. Like there is no one size fit all strategy. Like 
I've looked for it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> like you, you, you're actually better off just doing and figuring out the tactics and strategy as you go. Mm. I think a lot of, a lot of people are uh, uh, scared to make mistakes. Yeah. And, um, and there's a great book that I always quote because it's just amazing. It is kind of, it's not very uh, entertaining, but it's amazing by Ray Dalio called principles. And he's got this thing where it's just like, you hear it in different formats, but it's just basically like you have a decision, then get to going and making failures, like get to work because the quicker you make a failure, like the quicker you rectify it and you go again and then you make another one and then you go again and then you go again. And it's like, self-perpetuating cycle it's like people are like but i'm going to be really bad at let's use sales for example yes. i've never really done phone sales good you know what today is officially the worst you'll ever be sure yeah you're always going to get better because you know yeah. why you're going to go today and you're going to stuff it up yes but then the next call you're not going to be as bad and Absolutely. then you do 10 calls and then you're not shit anymore now you're just okay yep you know what i mean and then another 10 now you're rocking it Yes. You know? And so it's being able to do that. And you've, you're all business owners. You've listened, you've, you've done this before. You've, you've done this in other elements to get yeah. to where you are. Yes. Because you weren't great from day one, but you made the leap to go yeah. into business for yourself. And then you figured shit out and then you've got yep. to where you are right now. Yep. You know? That, and, 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 that's social. And, and I think that the challenge is, is I'd rather invest in a really good mentor, somebody that's going to get me into action rather than in some online course that's going to give me more steps on how to procrastinate. Yeah. Mate, I love it. Um, and let's come back to the original concept of what we're talking about, the highly profitable and rewarding relationships with your sure. clients. Is there anything else that we need to know in terms of that? Because I know we've spoken about the we've, – we've segued a bit onto social media, oh, sure. but is there a way that we can – use the social media to keep that highly engaged because you sort of mentioned it there before that your clients come on and they comment on your stuff as well. That's right. So here's the thing. Here's how social works today. Like social works today. Like there's two things you want to train and indoctrinate your clients to do. There's two things you want to indoctrinate them into going onto all of your social media and engaging just as you should be doing with theirs. So do you tag them, tag your clients, et cetera, and stuff? Absolutely. Share, yeah. them, share, them, share everything they, they, they post. Don't, like, you don't need to like what they post to actually like something. Like, like there's this stupid idea out there that if you sort of don't like someone's content, like you don't like it. Like I like the person that's posting the content, so I'm going to go like the content. Like what I'm not going to do is create all of these rules of engagement. Like I'm not going to be like, they shouldn't be posting at that time of the day. I'm not going to go like that. No, they didn't do this right. That photo is a bit grainy. I'm not going to like that. Like, come on, get real about it. <laughs> you know what, actually to bring this full circle, Jack and I haven't spoken for years sure. and I was running an ad for a free PDF and he actually saw the ad and commented on it. Yes. And that's how we reconnected again. Absolutely. I was like, wow. yeah. So it's a perfect example. And here we are right now. Yes. And it's great because now we're back in communication again yes. after these years. And it, and it wouldn't have happened if he, he hadn't, because I don't know, I don't know who sees my ads. They just go yeah, out. Yes. And, you know, it, and so yeah, thanks for doing that, man. This is amazing to reconnect. 
Thank you. And like I said, I'm only sharing my experience of what I've experienced with you. So it was really easy to just comment on the truth. Yeah. Um, however, most, and because what you're really doing in that moment is creating a, a new energetic type. Totally. That's, that's really what we're doing in that moment. Like you want to know how to call in clients and call in your soulmate clients. You need to put out as many energetic ties as possible to the world and say, hey, I'm here, who wants in? But you can't do it as just saying, hey, I'm here, who wants in? You need to spread energy out into the marketplace. And that's one of the ways I do that. Is like, okay, I engage. Most people are not engaging on social media. Now, here's the next part of that process. So yes, you've got your clients to engage, but you're gonna need content. So what you do is you make sure anytime your clients are with you, you actually have them being your, your film crew. They're your camera crew. Like they must be your camera crew taking photos because there is a different level of social hierarchy between you taking a photo as a selfie with you and your laptop and all that kind of thing versus somebody else taking a photo of you in action. Like it just plays a different thing in your unconscious mind. So you want to be making sure you're capturing all these moments. When a client's in a room with me, I want to make sure we have what I call social media breaks. Hey, this is a break. Punch up social. Like we're Love doing it. work now rather than us just talking about the work. And they do that with their clients. So you're creating this massive feedback loop of everyone building energy and taking photos of each other and tagging each other and doing things rather than just education. And I think that's cool, especially if you're like a, um, if you're a local area business, AKA gyms, yes. um, you can quickly get a good bit of brand awareness. If you have, even if you have say 20 highly engaged clients that are commenting, tagging, posting, sharing all your stuff and being in your stuff, that's going to get around pretty quick because usually people on their social media, majority of them live around where they are because it's yes. all their friends and family, you know, whatever. And that'll start to go. Then it'll start to be like, they'll be at a barbecue and be like, Hey Mary, I see you like at this, you know, at, at Mr. Jack Murray gym. Yes. What the hell's going on there? And then she'll be like, you know, it's great. She come down. They're, they're fantastic. Boom. Here. First of all, follow them on social. So then she'll go and follow on social. And then, yes. you know, you start getting more. And it's that whole thing. It is like a, it's like a big web, right? Everything yeah. all sort of tied together. Totally. Um, and if you can have clients, I think, that engaged in your stuff, they'll feel like that extra level of tie to you, that level of importance of like right. that they're helping because um, money is not the big, people think that people are only ever motivated by money, sure. but it's not. There's a lot of like emotional status things and stuff that play into a whole lot more of why people will do things. So if someone's feeling like, especially if like referrals is the, uh, is, is the ultimate, right? Because you don't have to pay, you don't pay money to get a client, yeah. but also that means that somebody just say, I'm, I'm, I'm at a barbecue and I'm talking to somebody and I'm bigging up what I'm doing and I'm sure. trying to get that person to come. Well, that validates what I'm already doing. Yes, that, that, that's so, so true. And like you said, the referrals, and I have three stages I go through with the clients, like how, the three R's I call them, results, referrals, and renewals. And this brings it back to that client lifetime value. 
How soon can you get the results by not selling into complexity because you didn't have a massive promise. You just had one promise that's going to really change the game for them because every that your 12, six-month programs will help them with their longer-term stuff. Um, referrals, hey, have a process in place for referrals. Actually encourage them. And the way you get... The way you do that is each time they thank you in private, have them thank you in public each time. So every time a client says to me, oh, Jack, thank you so much to that, they know my response is, hey, thank you for thanking me in public. Please, if private, please thank me in public. So then they go onto your social and thank you in public through referrals and things like that. Yeah, cool. Right? And then you have the renewal process, which is like, hey, because you didn't sell into complexity, you still have trust there because you got them the result. Of course, they're going to work with you because things actually worked from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, man, I like that. That's like bring, it, bring the whole conversation full circle. Um, so just to sort of recap that, to go right back to the start how to build a highly profitable and rewarding relationships with your clients. Right. And it starts off. Number one is having, uh, as you were, we were talking about standards, Yes. right. Having those standards and, li and, and living by your standards, um, making sure that you're not selling into complexity, like what you spoke about and that we're like a doctor prescribing the result, the actual medication that's going to, you know, the actual thing that they need, not the thing that your business needs. Yes. The, I think that's part two. Um, part three was about the energy, you know, protecting your energy so uh -huh. that you're not making those short-term decisions like what we spoke about and doing the things that keep your energy full. Use the example of doing your BJJ or, or yes. whatever else that you do, yes. eating at nice restaurants, yes. whatever. And whatever that is for you, you do that. Totally. Yeah? Perfect. Um, then we went into social media, which I think was great. The three, the sort of the two major things there was, comment on other people's stuff and then put out like seductive stuff. So you're showing uh, not just the tips and tricks and stuff like that, but also the emotions but, and, you know, the results and, and how everything is possible for, for people, you know, whatever that you're doing and with stories, with posts, with everything. Yes. Um, is there anything I missed? Oh, no. Getting your clients to comment on your stuff and yeah. engage in all your stuff as well. So then they become part of, and, and, and don't sit on it. Yeah. Don't sit on it. Like just, Get it out. Get your content yeah. out. Because what, what happens is when you get the content out, you, you start a new day new and then you can focus on new content. Yeah. It, I, I think we need to be super careful not to fall into a marketer's dream and, and into going up the ladder. Like um, what a marketer does is they put a ladder in front of you and they say, climb it, right? What I would rather do is I'd rather put, give, show my clients my values and say, here are the values that I hold. If you want to experience the life I live through these values, here's how you do it, they, that you should hold similar values, right? But the challenge is, the reason people aren't really attracting their, these sophisticated clients is they're, they're attracting stupid clients, unsophisticated clients, because you expect them to climb a, a, a ladder, like a corporate ladder, like a religious ladder, like a ladder of seven or eight programs or whatever it is, three programs, really what you should be saying is, hey, here are my values. If you want to experience what I'm, I've done here, hold these values and 
you're going to create a much more significant and better life because here's the thing. I'd rather tie everything in with ethics, values, integrity, standards, and boundaries rather than, you know, what traditionally happens is through tactics, strategies, and manipulation. That time, I believe, is over. And that there has a client work with you for one period and maybe upgrade into your um, program because you sold them into it. But if you want clients that work with you for years and years and years, those standards, boundaries, um, and, and values are a much better foundation to grow a relationship upon. Yeah, totally. And that's where you'll get that lifetime sort of uh, part of your community that you yes. are. Because like every... Jim owner loves the fact that they're creating their own community and that's yep. all hinges on what you said is the values, right? Totally. So if people aren't living to your values. You have probably seen that there's a one bad, one bad egg. Yep. You, you need, you need to get rid of it. And it's usually you knew that it was a bad egg anyways at the start, yeah. right? Exactly. Because they're not following the values. Maybe they're not respecting everything that you, you know, the rules that set up for inside your house in your, yes. in your place, which is your gym. And, uh, I think that's why people love to stay though, because they're like, oh, this is, this is like people go to work, people go home and then they go to the gym. That's sure. like the third thing that they do. Most people, right? And yeah. so, or unless they go into the pub or whatever, but for yeah. the gym owners, that's what we're trying to do. We get people to live that healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And so you cultivate that by having the values. Yes, that's right. Because they come in for, they, they come in maybe for the transformation in the beginning, but they stay for the culture. Oh uh, yeah, 100%. You, you must be great at creating that culture and having a clear picture of what that looks like through values, standards, and boundaries are a super big one. Like your clients will only value you as much as you value yourself. What professionals are really, really good at doing is having boundaries. And as soon as somebody, like you can't become a high performance individual without boundaries because what happens is when you put a lot of these energetic ties out that I'm speaking about, Everybody wants your time. So what happens is when you have boundaries and standards in place to make sure you're talking to the right people, like as an example, if somebody doesn't show up powerfully to your call, it must be a boundary and they're out driving their car and they're like, hey, I've got my headphones in. I'm happy to take the call now. You've got to be like, no, because like, like that's a boundary for you. Like you need to respect your processes so much and the transformations you deliver that if somebody else doesn't respect it, you don't just accept their poor standard or poor boundary. You put a boundary in place and then what happens is you either invite them to experience the standard of that so they have it with their clients or they just say, oh, that person's stupid. Why can't I talk to them while I'm driving? Because you ain't going to change your life if you can't, can't create the space and relax in the moment. That's why. Yeah, 100%, man. Dude, this has been amazing. I love this. Um, before we uh, roll into my rapid fire questions at the end there, um, if people were like, hey, this Jack Murray guy, he's a bit all right. You know, I want <laughs> yeah. to find out a bit more about him. Like, uh, we haven't even really talked about it, but you've got a book that you've just, I've seen you've done it as well just recently, which is really cool. Um, you know, what's the channels people can reach out to you? What I'm going to say is don't get the book. Don't get it. I am not going to let a book get in the way of our long-term relationship. That would be really irresponsible of me. 
Like the book is another way for you to consume more information. I'd much rather you actually come and work with me, learn about these processes at a much deeper level so you can apply them in your life. What tends to happen is most people are putting books, podcasts, webinars, all these things in the way of somebody working with them. What I'd rather invite for you to do is make a deep commitment to yourself to actually make the change. And if you feel like you want to tune into a more of a conversation like this, let's jump onto a call, a much easier process. Where you can jump on a call with me is callwithjack.com. Oh, I like that. Callwithjack.com. That's easy. right. Really easy. It's a form that you fill out. Um, I call it an application form because that's exactly what it is. I, I will go through and screen your responses because like Jimmy said in the beginning, and it's so true, you have markers. Like if I will know from those responses if you're going to be a success with me or not, um, just from, from that. And it's got nothing to do with where you're at. It's got everything to do with the values you hold. Like I really don't care if you're a multi-millionaire doing business right now. I can definitely help you. Or if you're right at the very beginning, I can help you too, depending on the size of your commitment and how deep of in you are. Like if you're done listening to $47 Udemy courses on how to build Facebook ads out and you're done with the eBooks and you're done with the, the free um, courses and you just want to really wholly invest in a mentor that's going to also emotionally invest in you, hey, let's have the conversation. But if you're not there yet, I understand as well, I'll wait for you when you arrive. I'm ready. I'll see you soon. And that's uh, also, if uh, that's callwithjack.com. Yes. And the, his Instagram, if you guys wanted to just go over to Instagram, is Mr. Jack Murray. Yes. Isn't it? That's All right. one word. Mr. Jack Murray. And I also just started a new Facebook. Um, the, the reason I started a new Facebook is because I created all of these old energetic ties on my old Facebook and I just no longer was enjoying it. I was like, uh, you know, these are relationships. I started in 08, 2009, 2010, 2011. And to be frank with you, that like, I'm just not the same Jack Murray then as I am now. And some of them like the new Jack Murray, some of them don't. So what I'd rather do is create a new Facebook and see who's listening and see who wants to arrive onto that. So how you find my new Facebook, I'd love for you to be a friend if you want to tune in, is the Facebook URL forward slash the real Jack Murray. Just like the real Slim Shady, but Jack Murray. <laughs> you got bars, man, spit some. That's good. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> oh, dude, awesome. Uh, so let's that's wrap this up with uh, my rapid fire couple of questions. These kind of change from time to time, but... These is, this is it. You ready? And we're going. Number one, what's one thing you can't live without? Um, it's got to be my phone is by my side all the time. And I'm not just saying that. Uh, and it's your battery pack that goes. It's with right it. here. That's by my side. <laughs> they, they go hand in hand. I'm at, I'm at home and I still need it with me. Uh, what's your favorite all-time TV series? Fringe. Sci-fi. Oh, never heard of it. I'll have to yeah. check it out. Um, favorite all-time book? 
favorite all-time book would, besides my own, um, would definitely be yours, um, Principles by Ray Dalio, or the one you mentioned earlier on. Oh, really? There we Absolutely. go. Great book. Um, and in say to that, every one of you need to be, all marketing is is an investment. That's all it is. Like you, all you're doing is trying to see the highest return on your investment. It, you, you're not, you're not, you guys aren't marketers, you're investors. Like it's so important to understand the distinction behind that. You're trying to beat consensus the whole way through. So just be super sure that you're, you're focused on investing as a whole in your life, whether that being in traditional assets, speculative assets and your business and marketing. It's all investing, focus on it that way rather than just um, creating one single identity as a marketer, as a gym owner. Do it all. Mm, cool. And uh, what's your favorite dad joke? You asked me this and I've got to ask you a question. Are you a friends guy? Did I see a friend? I love friends. I'm a Seinfeld guy. So all of my dad. Oh, all, I love all, Seinfeld too. All <laughs> friends Seinfeld is on repeat at my house. Got you. So I'm a Seinfeld guy and any Costanza joke is, is me. So my, <laughs> probably my, my, my best joke with, could probably be a Seinfeld one where um, Costanza's in the bottle shop and he's knocking things over. Um, that would be probably my, not my joke, but that's my humour. That's your sort of humour. Yeah. Well, mate. It's funny, I never got into Friends, so I'm going to have to look into Friends because I've always done Seinfeld. Yeah, well, look, uh, I don't know. I grew up with it, though, so that might be a bit of an affinity to it there. But I still think that, it's, that the, the humour is still relevant today. Totally. Yeah. Um, do, do you have a favorite between the two? I've got to ask. Oh, you like, them both? like just at the moment, we've just been flogging heaps of friends because that's oh, sort of the routine. It's funny. Bedtime routine for my son. He has a bath. Then at 6 p.m. He gets out of the bath and he has a bottle for half an hour. Yeah. We sit on the couch, watch friends and he goes to bed. And so yeah. every night he must think that everybody watched Chandler, Monica, Joey <laughs> and the gang uh, before going to bed. That's just part of what it is. And he knows the song and he dances to it and everything. Yes. Oh, I love it. But, um, yeah, oh, I don't know. Like, Jerry Seinfeld's the king, though. He's the king, man. Like, I just love Jerry's stuff. And have you watched um, Carb Your Enthusiasm? No, like, but I've watched these uh, comedians in cars drinking coffee. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of humor I love. And also, the, the series I couldn't live without. It's a different series completely to Fringe, which has got to be South Park. Oh, <laughs> like I am just a massive, massive South Park man. All right, I love yeah. that, man. That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening in. This is a super long one, but it's been super jam packed full of juicy, tasty stuff that you can go and actually use, which is not just fluffy pie in the sky stuff. It's like yeah. there's been tactical, there's been strategy, there's been like there's been a lot of cool stuff in here. Um, and as always, guys, I want gymleads.com. That's if you want to, you know, have somebody take care of all the marketing for you, help you implement a good sales strategy uh, and all that good stuff. I want gymleads.com and uh, schedule a time to speak. This is Jimmy. Peace. Jack, thank you so much for being on the show today, my man. I want gymleads.com. Get there. <laughs> Love that.